Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing this morning? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good. That's good. That's <laughs> what good. about you? I'm doing good, too. Yeah. I can't complain. It's been a... It's been a long week, busy week, you know, so I'm glad to see Friday, the weekend, to, you know, I'm glad to see the weekend come. So, yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. I was just working on this loan before we started, and man, it's giving me a headache. Oh, man. <laughs> I already know. I already know how that go. It's, uh, we're close to closing probably too, right? Is that, that's what I'm thinking? Like, the loan's going to be closing soon? Yeah. It's, yeah. uh... It's closing soon, and, yeah, people retract their statements, you know, throughout the process, and it's like, oh, that ain't what you said. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that feeling, man. You know, it gets close to, the, close to the finish line, and then, you know, sometimes things come up, you know, and like you said, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, it's, it, it, it does, you know, it, is, it does get difficult sometimes, you know, because we're dealing with folks and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of leaning on things that they say to us and, you know, providing the proper documentation to support what they say. And sometimes I know that doesn't uh, happen. So, you know, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally, normally it works out, though, man. I always, that's oh, one thing yeah, I'll say. Gonna, I mean, I'm... I'm that that isn't a doubt in my mind. It's not a yeah. doubt in my mind that it's not going to work out. It's yeah, just, you know, getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just getting on that roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. I already know. Yes. I already know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, what did we do? What did we do this past week? What we? Oh, we had ninja selling. Yep. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninja selling. That was uh, the training that we had uh, this past Tuesday and Wednesday. It was a two day installment. Um, shout out to Rebecca. She was our instructor. I mean, she did a phenomenal job. That was probably one of the best trainings I think I've ever been in. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking was the same thing. It was very insightful. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I mean, I, I could be the prisoner of the moment sometimes where, like, I come out of something, like, yo, that's the best thing ever, right? You know what I mean? Then, you you know, you kind of think back and you get a little bit further removed from what you just came from. You're like, hold on, there were some other things maybe a little bit better than that. But nah. I would say, I would honestly agree with you. I would say this one is probably. This one, she had us crying in there. Yeah, man. It yeah. Got, it got real. Yeah, yeah. It was all different <laughs> types of emotions. It was jovial. Yes. It was laughter. It she was, made you dig deep. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was really good. Like I said, uh, you know, I felt, you know, the training was it was right on time, you know, towards the end of the year, things are changing in the market. And I felt like it was just, you know, exactly what I needed. I've been doing this for a while. So it's like I feel like sometimes I'm setting my ways as far mm-hmm. as how I do stuff. So this kind of gave me a different way to approach some things. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, to implement them in my, uh, you know, in my, in my business and my work. So I'm really, really excited. And she was able to, you know, hold like we were literally in training from eight to five, two straight days with very few breaks. And, um, you know, she was able to kind of, like, keep us attentive the whole time, keep us, you know, you know, with in, uh, energy, information, you know, all that good stuff, man. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited to, like I said, implement some of the different things that I've learned, um, you know, in the, in the training, you know, into our, our business and in the market. Yeah, it was a really good training. It was probably, like I said, the best one that I've ever been in. And I, I really appreciated that training. I, I, I could do that probably once every couple years, I yeah. think. The training is so, it's so good because it's so much, right, that they train, that they, so much information that they give you within those two days. So, of course, as human beings, we only walk away with maybe 10% of that information mm-hmm. for real. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like as you actively implement having that training, yeah, you, you just add on to what you retain. Yeah. And hopefully... You know, you retain more than the average ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That was uh, like I said, I agree with you one hundred percent on that one. That was cool. I took a lot of notes, so a lot of a lot of things. I'm hoping I retain a little bit more than ten percent. I want to try to you know really put a lot of effort and energy into some of those things that we've uh, yeah we were able to you know learn from uh, from the training. So yeah, Ninja Selling definitely took up a good amount of the week uh, with yeah. two full days, and then uh, we also have our our annual continuing education as well. Um, so that took up some time too, you know. We're uh, taking up some time. Yeah, because we it's haven't present. even finished yeah. that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still actively doing it. You yes. know, we got to do it for all the states that we're licensed in as well. So yeah. you know, that's gonna that's gonna take some time. But at least we're not waiting until the very, very last second. I would say, you know. Yeah, I definitely. We our goal personally, our personal goal is to get 
uh, both of us, our personal goals is to get everything done and completed before the end of October. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's more so because I don't want to deal with it during the holidays, yeah. honestly. Yeah. That's the reason why I want to get it done now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just feel like it was a, it was a good opportunity, really not much going on in October. Of course, we're always busy, but... It's not as busy yeah. as it's going to get, I feel like, during, you know, later part of the year. Once the holidays start kicking in, kids start getting out of school, mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's going to be hectic, yeah. you know? Yeah, because I'm be honest with you, this is actually early for me because I'm typically the person that will, like, round. Wait to the last yeah, minute. Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, especially with I'm stuff not, like this. So yeah. That I yeah. must be in- implementing that behavior into Brian because yeah. I'm not a last minute person. Yeah. Doing something last minute stresses me out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not, a, I wouldn't consider myself a last minute person but like stuff like this i kind of just be like well i'll get to it i'll get to it i'll get mm-hmm. to it and then it's like i gotta get to it <laughs> you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah i'm glad uh i guess that you're obviously keeping me accountable on you know getting this thing knocked <laughs> out you know now versus waiting until later so yeah so continuing education is definitely something that we've been working on this week we'll be doing that after this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're right you're absolutely right you're absolutely right so and how was your uh your past weekend uh, the weekend was cool. We um, did a lot of things centered around the kids. Saturday, uh, Niall, my son, he had uh, his tennis lesson. So, okay. you know, he really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter was, she. I got both of them tennis rackets. And so my daughter, she's too young to participate in the tennis lesson. But she's on the side with her tennis racket, swinging it mm-hmm. and watching everything her big brother does. And then she's like, a couple of times she tried to run out there and I had to grab her and she crying. <laughs> and then so on the side myself, I kind of just played with her and did like a little thing, like gave her the ball and hit it or whatever. So yeah. she, she enjoyed that. Um, and then also on Saturday, you know, we went and got, uh, listened to your advice, went and got, uh, some pumpkins from, um, from Aldi, mm-hmm. you know. How we, much you spend? It was like, two of them was like $4. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty cheap. Yeah. Like I said, normally <laughs> I'm spending like 25 a piece. Exactly. So this was definitely, um, a lot less. Now I will say I do, I do like shopping local, you know what I'm saying? As far as like not using necessarily the major stores and, you know, things of that nature. But, but this one is definitely a lot cheaper. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel as bad, I you know, mean, when I went to the register. You know what I'm like saying? Like I said, you those pumpkins, how, tell me how your pumpkins look right now. What they going through? Because <laughs> what, what, at my front door, yeah, they already starting. They to, already molded. Yeah, they already starting to deteriorate. To yeah. deteriorate. They, yeah. Like you can't even see the mouth anymore. It's all <laughs> all sad now, all droopy. <laughs> that so smile that went was, to a frown. That was, that was the best twelve dollars I spent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm actually I'm gonna go back. Like I said, when I went that morning, it was like five pumpkins left. Like I had my son pick out. You know, mm-hmm. the pumpkins and like it was it wasn't very many left. So I'm hoping they restock. So I'm actually thinking about tomorrow morning or even today. Yeah, because I got to pick them up from school today. So I'll probably um, on the way. There's an Aldi right by their school. So I'm going to try to maybe stop by there and see if there's maybe a, a restock yeah. where I can grab some more freshen freshen the one up that I got up front and, you know, maybe put one around back as well. So, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Because yeah. my I, I bought four for twelve dollars, okay. Yeah. And we well they <laughs> carved <laughs> three of the four, and one of them is still solid. Yeah. So that one's fine. Yeah. You know that one's doing perfectly fine. But once you start opening it up, oh yeah, and stuff like that, I don't know if there's anything that you could actually put inside the pumpkin to make it not decay as fast. I feel like it has to be has something. to be. We in twenty twenty two. Lemon, lime, something because usually that stops like apples and stuff from turning brown yeah so maybe it'll help with the pumpkin but i'm not 100 percent sure yeah but I, it has to be something that you i'm pretty sure pumpkin, i'm pretty sure they it feel like i feel like nowadays they've created like every every idea has been thought of mm-hmm. for the most part as far as like hey how to keep something going longer or whatever right so you know especially seasonal things like that i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they've got some type of Something that you can put in there to kind of, you know, make, have the life of the pumpkin be a little bit longer than what it normally is once you cut it open. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I never made it to the pumpkin patch. I know last week I said, oh, yeah, I'm going to the pumpkin patch. Yeah. Listen, Saturday I had to take my dog to the groomer because I have a I have a five-pound teacup poodle that I'm trying to get rid of, by the way. I keep trying to give it to Brian and his children. <laughs> They keep declining. Nah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Yep. But um, so I took her to go get groomed. Um, and then my daughter had basketball tryouts. My son had a game. 
but we didn't let him go to the game because he was still on the tail end of his uh, of his cold. But he did go get his haircut. Just saying. <laughs> so when he <laughs> priorities, when he, right? Priorities, right? <laughs> so when he went to go get his haircut, um, we kind of split the task. So my husband went and took him to go get his haircut, and then I ended up taking the other the girls with me. And so when I dropped off one to basketball uh, tryouts. Me and the uh, middle child ended up having, like, a lunch date together. And then we went to Michael's, picked out some arts and crafts, so, like, little pumpkins where they can draw and color on them. And then we picked out some plastic pumpkins where they can – actually, they could have carved those, too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just told them to draw on them because I didn't want to have any extra dust in the house. (laughs) I got enough already. (laughs) So – we did that, and then um, I don't think I really did anything on Sunday. Not that I, not, nothing jumps out to me. I pretty much just probably cleaned up, worked. Um, I know I for sure I ordered my kids' Halloween costumes, and I also ordered my Halloween costume. Okay. But um, I don't know if I'm going to actually wear that Uh-oh. costume. Oh, a little change of heart, it sounds like. Okay. Well, it's a little bit so when I bought it and I looked at it, you know, I'm looking at this like I'm I'm a thick girl, so I'm looking at this costume online. I'm like, oh yeah, it's not bad. Not taking into consideration that the person that has it on is thin, right? <laughs> so on her, it looks fine. On me, I'm gonna look like somebody's. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody something. Let's just put it like Okay. That. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna see. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna buy a cape, maybe to cover up some elements of the of the costume. Oh, we'll see. Okay. okay. We'll see. So that sounded like you had a, a pretty good weekend. Um like I said, I what did I do? I went to tennis with my son, then went to Audi, got some pumpkins, and then oh yeah, we ended up going to New Realm Brewery. They uh they had a nice event. Um, for the kids and even for the adults, they had a lot of local shops out there selling things. Um, you know, they also had, you know, the brewery going where they had the beer going, they had food, um, they had stuff for the kids where they can jump around, play. They had a big, like, almost like a courtyard area where they had music. So is that like every weekend until Halloween or was it just this one? I believe it was just that weekend. I don't, I don't know. I'm actually a buddy of mine that I, uh that I played football with in college, um, he sent it to me. And oh, so, okay. uh, yeah, he actually was out there. It was pretty cool. Shout out to my boy Bun. Um, we went out there and met him and his wife, and he has a daughter. So our kids were playing with their kid, with their daughter. Um, you know, they had a good time. You know, we kind of chopped it up, talked a little bit, caught up. So it was always good to see, you know, someone I haven't seen in a while or a buddy that I grew up with. So um, that was pretty cool. And then um, we bought some candles, which was fire. Mm-hmm. Um, they smelled really, really good. Um, my wife, she also bought a blanket, like a little quilt as well from someone who made quilts there that they look pretty cool as well. Um, so yeah, we had a, we had a good time out there. Um, it was crazy because the kids, they were supposed to dress up and wear like their costume Mm -hmm. and, uh, my daughter, they both, both my kids love Paw Patrol. So, uh, my daughter wore the sky. That's the name of the, the Paw Patrol or the puppy. Um, she wore the sky outfit, which was purple, uh, excuse me, pink. And then my son, he wore a blue um, Paw Patrol outfit for Chase. You know, and those are both of their favorite two Paw Patrol characters. And uh, they got, a, especially my daughter, she got a whole bunch of compliments. My son, he, he when we got there, he just took his off because he wanted to run around and play, right? And so a lot of the slides and bouncy houses and stuff, he couldn't do those with the costume on. So my, my daughter, she kind of just wanted to dance around, eat cotton candy. So she kept her outfit on. And she got, I mean, I would say... I, like 15, 20 different compliments about it. Um, kids were just staring at her like she was the real thing. It was funny. It was, it was, it was cool, man. It was funny. She really, she really liked that. Like when we got home, she didn't want to take it off or nothing like that. Yeah. And I told Brooke, I was like, look, let's keep it on them because I know like we spent, I want to say like 70 bucks and that was on sale uh, a piece for those a costumes. Piece. Yeah, that's what I'm Where saying. Where you buy them costumes Target. Huh? They bought them from Target. And they were actually going for, I think, $85, $90. But we ended up buying it 
and you know at that price and then they went on sale literally the next like couple days so then we ended up returning it and buying it at the lower price <laughs> and and so I was telling Brooke I was like look we're gonna have to get our use out of these we're gonna we're gonna wear it to this we're gonna wear our neighborhood typically has like a Halloween thing well, we're gonna I wear mean, a trick-or-treating so, the kids so got wait, something y'all don't at school. let the kids just dress up like I have all the costumes for all these past, like, Carter still wears his Superman costume throughout the year. Like, he'll come and say, hey, can I be Superman? I'm like, have at it, bro. <laughs> Go be Superman. I keep it in sight for them to see as almost as if it's, like, a part of their toys. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, yeah, the thing is, you know, obviously, I mean, the kids are actively growing. So, I know, like, the costumes that we had purchased last yeah, year it'll be them, okay. If, if it's a little tight, too small, flooding, it'll be they, I don't know. They gonna be fine. I don't know. It be looking funny when stuff be like extra tight stuff <laughs> on the bed. Like they be looking weird, man. So nah, but nah. I mean, we gonna get. Believe me, we gonna get our use out of this. Like I said, because it was a lot of money for those for those mm-hmm. costumes, man. But they they thoroughly enjoyed themselves, man. They were extremely tired after doing all that running around on Saturday, um, and they knocked out pretty much the rest of the day. Um, we came home and kind of played in the backyard a little bit and just relaxed. Um, so that was cool. And then Sunday, <laughs> it was pretty cool. My uh, my son, he kept talking about he wanted pancakes. And uh, we typically go to some other, like, local places we'll go. We like uh, Tulu, you know, when we go eat, like, brunch or breakfast. Uh, the Bee and the Biscuit, that's another one of our favorite places. Bay Local and Citrus, all those places. Besides Tulu, are all, like, local never places. Never Bay Local. Yeah, yeah, those, they're, they're, you know, some, some good places that we normally go and support. So this time... Um, I kind of switched it up. I was like, let me let's go somewhere different that we never we haven't like really been before, and then we end up going to IHOP. Good old IHOP, man. Yeah, there's and so it's an IHOP that uh, that's over there by my old high school that I grew up there's going one to. On Battlefield, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that's actually closer to where we live, and we were gonna go there. But I was like, you know what? I was telling Brooke, I was like, let's go to the one that, just the kind of for nostalgia purposes. I was like, let's go to the one that I uh, I used to go to all the time that's near my high school. Because it's not too much further from where we live oh. either. So, yeah, we ended up going to that one. And it was just, it was it was cool, man. Like I said, I remember, like, certain seats that we used to sit in. Because after the football games, like, a lot of the players, we would all go there and hang out. So, okay, hold on, wait. So, when you were in high school, yeah. IHOP was the spot? IHOP was the spot for, yeah. So, after so when, fo- for me, at in high school, or even at the parties, like even at the parties, Denny's like, was the spot. For Denny's us. was the spot. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had a, we have a Denny's um, on Battlefield. You know, uh, yeah, we have, we have one. But as far as like where our high school was located, like you can walk from our high school to IHOP. So I think just because of how oh. the location was, and then just IHOP. I guess back then to us here locally was a lot more popular than Denny's. So IHOP was always a spot where like, I mean, after a party, because IHOP stayed open a lot later than places. Denny's was 24-7 where I was. Yeah, yeah. So we, you can go in there at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and it used to always be the same waiter. Yeah, 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 you're right. (laughs) And, you know, we would go in there deep, like... (laughs) Yeah. You know, you, they, you know how like when you go into those type of restaurants, they have like this little area that's like all secluded somewhere. Uh-huh. We would always ask for that section. Yep. And it would be like 20, 25 of yep. us just yep. in there, you know? Yep, yep. That, that's like I said, <laughs> that's, it was yeah, fun. making a lot of noise. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's how it was, man. A like, whole we, lot of nothing. Yeah, a whole lot of nothing. Like sometimes <laughs> we didn't even eat no food. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just be there. Half <laughs> the people didn't eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we were just there. Yeah. Or, or if they ate, they'll do something like, oh, let me get a water and some french fries. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I'm going to say. That's what they end up starting like when we, I know tours like, my last, like my junior senior year, when we would go, they made you like if you sat down, you had to order something. Like right. you had to order something that cost money. You couldn't just mm-hmm. order water. You had to order like, like you said, like some yeah. French fries or something. something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was that was my. So it was pretty cool. You know, we went there. You know, Sunday morning, ate breakfast. You know, the kids loved it. You know, my son, he loves the the chocolate chip pancake where you had a little smiley face on it or whatnot. So he was. He was thrilled about that, so we, um, you know, we did that. It was pretty cool, just to kind of, like I said, go there. I hadn't been there, in, I would say, easily eight to ten years. You know, what I mean, you know, I think I maybe went there once in my mid twenties, but it was pretty cool just to kind of check it out or whatever, and kind of explain to my kids like, hey, your dad used to come here. I used to point it to the high school and all that or whatever. So that was pretty cool, and then just watch football really the rest of um, the rest of Sunday. So I mean, that was pretty much uh, the extent of my weekend. Um, also. Um, shout out to my boy Sherm. Um, he's my accountant, my CPA, good friend of mine, and in the neighborhood he lives, you know, right around the corner from me. Uh, his birthday was on Wednesday, and so his wife had a surprise birthday party for him. Um, so after 
Uh, we had the ninja training on Tuesday and Wednesday. I was kind of burnt out and tired. So it was pretty good, uh, pretty cool to kind of, you know, go there after and uh, just celebrate, you know, his birthday. It was a surprise birthday party for him, which was cool. You know, Happy it was, birthday, Sherman. <laughs> yeah. It was um, kid-friendly, so we had the kids with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they was kind of, well, you know, it was kind of cutting up a little bit, but it was cool, though. You know, I mean, everybody had their kids, so it was playing. It was on Wednesdays, too, at this particular restaurant. Um, it's called, like, Sol- Solivio. I, I think I'm saying it wrong, but it's S-O-U-L. IVO and um, you know black owned shout mm-hmm. out to them um, and they were short staffed that day and they did a great job man they came to us like hey we had a couple people call out and it was a lot it was probably like 30 people in the restaurant the restaurant is very very small and they brought the food out you know in a relatively you know decent time like you know they kind of told us hey we're you know you know we're going to be kind of struggling d- today or whatever but you know it was cool like I said they had live music there live um person playing the saxophone the piano and you know it was cool we like i said we had a good time the kids was dancing getting up they had the old school songs that i love you know playing so everybody was um you know enjoying themselves the fellas we was you know having drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks and you know kind of had a you know kind of wish my guy good uh a good good year around the sun again you know so it was uh that was pretty cool you know normally i don't have that type of uh, activity during the middle of the week, you know. What I mean, I'm an old guy, so it's like I normally try to set that I stuff up for the weekend. That time that you said it. <laughs> and I'm embracing it. To. I'm embracing it, man. I got I got 36 knocking at my door here in about a month, month and a half, man. So oh, I'm man. I'm embracing. I'm getting close to 40, so I gotta just embrace it, man. Well, you know? shit. By the time you're 60, you're gonna be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna be? What you saying? Oh no, you you're gonna be doing something okay. <laughs> like that's uh, a little more elderly. Oh man. Okay. All right. Nah, nah. I'm, look, you have a coin collection. A coin collection. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I remember that. My grandparents used to have a coin collection too. Actually, they used to have a, a coin. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some type of new age, you know, a Bitcoin collection or something. You know, something nah. different. You know what I mean? Nah, you gonna go old school. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it old school, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely gonna keep it old school. That's yeah. Hilarious. So, but yeah, that, like I said, that was pretty much. Um, that was pretty much my my, my week. Okay. Yeah. All right, what about so. you? Anything else you had, I guess, this week going on? No. I mean, I well, you know what? I did. I had a um I had a lunch with an agent. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because um I had a conversation with an agent um probably a couple weeks ago and we were talking. And this particular agent is we're we're we we've become pretty cool with each other. Okay. And so <clears throat> we were talking just about our uh, different personalities and stuff like that mm-hmm. and um, so I, I, I don't know how the subject came up, but I was like, well, what, what's your sign? <laughs> and he was like, I'm a, I'm a Aries. I said, oh, okay. And I thought about it and I was like, man, I was like, I'm, I'm a Leo, you know, those are all fire signs. So, mm-hmm. um, I remember doing some research, like to see, you know, just, just for you know, shits and giggles, like, okay, well, who's compatible with a Leo? Mm-hmm. And so they say that, you know all fire song fire, fire signs get along very well okay so i was like okay so i you know i kept that in the back of my mind so i go to this lunch and with this agent and just by the way that they were talking i just was like uh what's your sign <laughs> they're like oh, i'm a sagittarius i said oh okay this makes sense. This is why I can relate because I'm a fire sign too. Oh yeah! Shout out, shout out to all the sides. I'm a sides too. Yeah. So, um, it was just funny. It was funny that that lunch was very uh, insightful because the gist of it all is that you know with the fire signs we're just no not no nonsense type of people. Yeah, you know, I would definitely say that. That's just what it is. Don't we, got time we, for it. It, it. it it either it's either it is or it's not. Yep. Like, there's no in between. Yeah, there's no gray. Black area. and white. Black and white. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 what, what is he used to say? He said black and yellow, black and yellow. Nah, black and white, black and white, black and white. Yeah. Exactly. That's what and I'm it's with. Definitely my personality. Either you got it or you don't. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, so yep, that was all I did. Um I don't really have anything else. I mean, really, guys, the trainings and the continued education has taken a majority of the week. Yeah. Like, it makes me feel like I work a traditional nine to nine. No, let me say it. not nine to nine. What is it called? Nine to five. Nine to five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt like I was in school, man. You know, what I mean, like high that's school. what I felt. Yeah, high school, I felt not college. Like I was a child. They were like, you can't have your phone. Yeah. You can't have your. Give laptop. you a little, give you a little ten minute break. Give like by the time yeah. I. 
walk out the room, to go, use the, go use the bathroom, and maybe like check, you know, your phone, check, check my phone. Yeah, 10 minutes is gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you was, know, we are adults, so we got jobs. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, I got, got, yeah, I got a whole bunch of emails and phone yeah, calls. It was Crazy. Trying to check on or whatever, you know, but yeah, it's it was it was definitely a, a different thing. But like I said, I I made sure I was attentive and uh, and, and, yeah, and you know listen to everything. Yeah, so it was you definitely cool. had to. I mean, it was it was good information, so it yeah. was worth it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough. Yeah. So <clears throat> you guys, it's time for uh, we're gonna roll into the segment of exercise or knowledge. So today, this question that we're gonna be asking you is something that. Um, a lot of buyers ask us during the home buying process. Mm-hmm. Um, it may or may not apply directly to you, but there are people out there who don't know the answer to this question. So we felt like it was a great question to ask. And here we go. So the question for exercise and knowledge today is, and I want you guys to keep this at the, you know, answer this question, try to figure out if you know the answer, and then later on in the segment we're going to go ahead and, and provide the answer. But the question is, at one po- at what point, during the home buying process, does do you give the lender your down payment and closing costs, even if, if that's even required? So you know there are some people who, you know, can slide to home plate without really coming to closing with any anything. Yeah. But for your people who are making a down payment and who have to pay closing costs, yeah. At what point do you give that money to your lender? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually get that a lot. Um, obviously, we'll dive into the answer later and expound upon it. But, um, you know, a lot of times folks don't know when that money is due. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so just being able to understand that and know um, when the money is due, um, you know, is, is very important and very key. You know, and so, it sounds so simple, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, when it like. Some people are probably li- listening to this question like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. When it's when you're a first time home buyer or when you've never bought a house or maybe Maybe it's been a while. Maybe you haven't purchased a house in a long time. Or maybe you grew up in a household where you never lived in a house. You didn't you didn't have like parents that could show you how to do it or tell you or give you advice or maybe you don't have any friends that have purchased a house and you're the first one. It's okay. Yeah. To not know. Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so we'll we'll definitely answer um, that question later on in the segment. Now, um, today, as far as the, the lending perspective of everything, we wanted to jump into um, a question another question actually, um, that we get a lot, but we with this particular question that's not a part of the exercise or knowledge segment, we just want to explain um, credit. Yeah. And we want to explain um, how that works, some of the minimum scores. So, do you need excellent credit to buy a home? And the the short answer to that is is no, right? Mm-mm. You do not need excellent credit to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. I know a lot of times, um, you know, folks will think they have to have seven hundred plus mm-hmm. credit. To buy a home, obviously buying a home is probably the biggest investment that you'll make um, because of the amount of money that's being lent uh, in most cases to purchase said home. Um, And so a lot of times folks think, hey, I got to have my credit be excellent. And so they wait, 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 wait Mm -hmm. to they, you know, try to obtain excellent credit or they wait, 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 you know, um, until they try, you know, while they're trying to get excellent credit, they don't, you know, actually inquire about possibly purchasing a home and they put it off. You know, and they may never get to that 700 score and they just never actually inquire about buying a home. And so we wanted to touch on today some of the different credit requirements when it comes to buying a home, because they're actually a lot lower than what you would probably think. Um, In most cases, you know, let's say, for instance, you're buying a home and you're you're trying to get uh, FHA financing. Right. Mm So that's the Federal Housing Administration loan. It's a government backed loan. Um, it's a lot more lenient when it comes to like credit requirements and your, your payment history and all that good stuff. Some in some cases you're able to qualify with as little as a 580 credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, obviously, a lot of times if you have a 580 credit score, you probably have some extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. that may disqualify you from actually qualifying to buy a home 
But if you do have a 580 credit score, then you can be evaluated and looked at. And if everything else meets the requirements, you could potentially purchase a home at a 580 credit score Mm -hmm. with an FHA loan. And then I know last week we talked about VA loans um, and how, you know, the military and, you know, the different um, requirements of being able to qualify for a VA loan, uh, their credit requirement is a 600. Mm -hmm. And that's another, you know, low score, I would say, um, you know, when it comes to buying a home. I, I know a lot of folks think that, hey, I got to, like you said, have a much higher score, but VA allows as little as a 600. I'm actually working on a loan now for a buyer here locally that has a 602 credit score. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had a situation where there was an account that fell behind. They don't have very much credit. So that one account weighed heavily. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was, mm-hmm. a, it was a situation where they were making payments. They had auto payment set up on it and it was, you know, the, the payment amount that was due changed. And so it was something that we could easily explain of why it happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and they're able to buy a home, you know, and a yeah. significant amount of home. It's over $400,000 purchase. So, yeah. you know, those are situations that, you know, you know, just because your score is not, you know, where you think it needs to be. I mean, like I said, as little as a 600, you know, on VA, you could potentially buy a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have some other programs like your grant programs, and this is specifically to to Virginia. Um, those credit scores require a minimum of 620. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at it from a credit standpoint, if credit scores can go up to a 850 and you have a 620 and we can still qualify you, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is, that is, that is very good. I There's mean, a lot of lenders out there that require a minimum of 640 or 660, but yeah, we could definitely try to make things happen depending on your history, what's displayed on your credit report. Exactly. Yeah. And then also even USDA loans, you know, we do do, do some of those um, in some of your rural areas here around uh, the 757. Um, those require 640. And those are also another 100% um, product where you don't have to put any money down, you know, as long as your home qualifies for USDA financing, mm-hmm. but you can have as little as a 640 credit score and also purchase a home and be a civilian non-military and get 100% financing. So, I mean, that's that's key. And I also wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper into what impacts your credit, Correct. right? You know, a lot of times I get people who reach out to me, let's say they're a little bit short of the credit requirement, you know, they're asking, hey, what do what I need I to do? do? Yeah, what can I do or what do I need to work on <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature? And so um, there's really typically about four to five elements of how your credit is viewed. Mm-hmm. Um, the most heavily, I guess, weighed. Hev- heavily weighed one is your payment history, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. So credit is all it is. It just shows a history of what you were lent and what you did when you were lent that money as far as paying it back on time, um, as far as, you know, how much you paid when the payments were due. So your payment history, um, I think, is about 35% of your credit profile. So mm-hmm. just if you were taking out a loan, um, yeah, if you were taking out a loan and you said, hey, the, the, the arrangement was to pay X amount of dollars every month on this date, you know, your history with all the different accounts you've had over your course of your life, that's going to make up 35% of the, you know, how, how your credit is scored, mm-hmm. right? I know a lot of times people are like, well, how's my score? Like, how's credit score? Like, you know, 35% of how your credit score is just the history of your accounts and how you've been paying them. Yep. Um, then 15% of that is the amount owed, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. You know, a lot of times folks will you know, have revolving debt, right? Where you have a credit card that may have a limit of $5,000, right? If each month you're paying just the minimum payment and let's say that you took out four to 5,000, so your, your, uh, your balance on that said credit card is at its max and you're not really paying that balance down um, progressively and you're just kind of paying the minimum payment, which is really just going towards interest. Um, and that balance each month when it reports on the credit report is at its max or at uh, a 100%. high amount, you know, <laughs> almost 100%. Yeah, almost 100%. Yeah. Then what happens is that is looked at as a negative mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah, and you so, always want to keep your credit, uh, your amount owed 30% or lower. Absolutely. Of the credit balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like Sophia said, you know, if you have a balance of, or let's say a limit of $5,000, and, you know, as, I, as we mentioned, we want to keep your um, balance 
every time it reports to the credit bureau at 30% or less, you want to have your balance really at $1,500 or less, less. right, mm -hmm. in that scenario. And it's easy, just always, whatever your credit limit is, you just times it by 0 .30, and that's the max that you want to have your limit. And if you do that, you know, then that's going to allow your credit score to go up quickly, right? So a lot of times when folks come to us, like we said, you know, that's normally the number one um, opportunity for us. It's like most of the time when people's credit score is low, they, they have some revolving debt, which is credit card debt, and they'll have a balance that's a lot higher, that's much higher on that on those cards. So we'll say, hey, if you pay the balance down to X amount of dollars, then this will give this amount of jump into your credit score. And that's typically the quickest resolution to be able to get that score, you know, either at where we need it to be or at least close to where we need it to be. Exactly. And then if you if you stay with that that um, mindset of keeping it 30 percent or lower, then the opportunity of you paying that back is great. You Correct. Know, you, you, it, you don't have to worry too much about, you know, overspending and not being able to pay that money back. Correct. Because a lot of people that a lot of people. Um, what they tend to do is, is once you get to the max and you've maxed out that credit card, you're, you're now you at the point where you can't use it anymore. And you're like, oh, well, it's not even useful to me no more. So let mm -hmm. me just go ahead and make the minimum payments. So if you get out of that mindset of maxing out credit cards, that'll definitely help you in your credit history. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I'll make a quick correction. I said 35 percent. Um, for the first element of your credit, that is correct. It's 35% for payment history, and then it's 30% for the amounts owed. So those two alone make up half, you know, even more than half of what, you know, the you know, how they do the metrics when it comes to, you know, you know, creating or giving you a credit score. Those two are the most important. So, you know, the payment history and then also the amount that you owe are the two most heavily weighed on your score. And the, the next is your uh, credit, your credit history. Correct. The length of your credit history. Yeah. So how long have you had those accounts open? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So just, so. you know, if you're, you know, 18, 19 year old who are just starting out, um, you know, you may you may not necessarily be able to have an 850 credit score because there's not very much history for this for them to be able to uh, to, I guess, you know, view you as or show that, hey, you have history of paying things on time. But if you've been, you know, if you've established credit for years upon years upon years and you've shown the ability to pay things on time um, and have accounts with long history, then that's another positive way or a positive impact when it comes to your your credit as well. Yes, because you're then showing the lender that you're looking to obtain money from that you have a history mm -hmm. of paying money back when you happen to borrow money Absolutely. from a lender. So yeah. history is key. You yeah. got to have it. And it makes up 15% mm -hmm. of uh, the matrix. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's just no different. Like, hey, I'm applying for a job. You have to have that resume, and is you know resume shows your history of your work, you know Correct. your work history, right? Shows hey, are you fit for this particular position? Position, and it's okay. the same thing when okay. it comes to credit. Hey, like <laughs> I'm looking at, okay, hey, what have you done? What have you borrowed before, and what have you done with the money or with the accounts that you've opened up, pre, you know, in previously, mm -hmm. right? So that's that's obviously a key one. Um, the next one is new credit applied mm -hmm. for. So what that means is just like how often are you applying for new credit, mm -hmm. right? So if you're applying for something every other day or every other week, mm -hmm. then that's kind of going to pose a red flag for a lender yes. um, stating that, hey, why is this person always requesting um, to to get money, right? Yeah. Are they not able to manage, you know, with the money that they're earning from their income, if they are earning income? Let me um, tell you, I got an application last week. Uh-oh. This person had 35 new inquiries wow within the last 12 months oh wow that's a lot that's beyond <laughs> a lot i don't that's even think i've ever in in the history of me <laughs> being a adult mortgage banker no oh, oh, mortgage adult. okay okay oh yeah okay let, yeah. let's go i thought back. she was going let's, there i'm sorry I, I thought she was going that's there. even better yeah in the, in the history of me being an adult, Cause you're 35, right? I don't even think that I've applied to That's where I was going to go. That's where I thought you was going. I was like, you're 35 years old, like, yo, and then obviously you didn't start until you was probably like, you know, yes, college time. I don't time. even think I've applied for 35 different things in my lifetime. Yep. There you go. And they did but it in, in, in a calendar. <laughs> calendar year. That's wild, man. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. 
So but obviously yeah, so that, that does not that look good. That definitely negatively impacts your impacts your uh, credit. So you 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 want to try and limit the amount of times that you inquire. Correct. You know. If, yeah. If I mean, you I've, need it, yes. If you're buying a house, you're buying a car, or something you can't cash out for. Okay, great. But it, everything should not need financing. Yeah. If you want a pair of shoes, you shouldn't need to finance that. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have to finance literally everything that you ever purchased. Like that correct. that's that looks negative, right? That looks like okay, hey, Especially this person when you're a house. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just looks like hey, you can't afford your current lifestyle, so why should we add more debt to your name? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And then the and then that that makes up uh, how much for what, what percentage? That's 10%. 10%. Yeah, that's okay. 10%. And the very last one is credit um, mix. It's credit mix. Yeah, just you know, that's when you kind of get a little bit, you know, that strategic with your right. credit, right? So, you know, not necessarily having five vehicle loans, right? That's like, okay, wow, that looks kind of looks yeah. kind of odd, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um You want to have a good mix of yeah. what's called open-ended. Yeah, revolving. That's called revolving mm-hmm. uh, credit, you and know. Closed-ended loans. Yep. So, like Brian said or mentioned, Something that's open-ended is something like a credit card. It's something that's revolving. So yep. as you use it, you pay it, it's still open. It does yep. not close out. But then your close-ended close loans can be something like an auto loan, yeah. like a mortgage. Yeah. Something that once you complete that term, it's no longer um, something that you need to pay. Absolutely. Yeah. So you want to have a good mix of both. Yeah. 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 That's 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 a key one. Um, that's like I know a lot of folks that uh, are a little bit more tapped into their credit and aware of how their credit works, you know, they'll get a good mix. I've, I know some folks that'll just like open up a credit card just because maybe they don't have one or don't have this type of credit card um, or don't haven't utilized their revolving debt, you know, recently they'll open up a credit card just to utilize it um, just so they can have a, you know, a well-rounded mix in their credit profile. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a way, and that's the least impactful one. Um, but that's like when you're dealing, most folks, you know, you, when you're dealing with folks that are like, you know, have really, really high credit and they're just trying to, you know, maybe get it even a little bit higher. They'll they'll do those types of things to kind of really uh, put the exclamation point on uh, on their credit profile. And and guys, when you buy a house, honestly, and you're making on time payments, that's something that can drive your credit up significantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Credit is key, man. Like that's that's huge. Like it's huge. And I also want to reemphasize that just because you have the credit requirement. Um, as far as each program that we mentioned to you and what the credit score requirement, that doesn't always mean that you do qualify to purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, that just allows you to be evaluated, right? Because um, if you don't have the minimum credit requirement, then, you know, there's nothing that we can do. And I know a lot of times I'll have, you know, people that will come to me and uh, let's say they have the credit requirement, but they're, you know, not meeting in other areas, right? Mm-hmm. You know, let's say debt they, to income ratio. yeah, their debt to income ratio is high, right? Where they have a lot of debts and not enough income to offset it to potentially have a mortgage added into that equation like mm-hmm. that. You know, then they don't qualify. Right. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you make a lot of money, but you don't have the sufficient credit score. So you say, hey, obviously you can see I have I enough money. I make 150000 yeah. but I have a 500 yeah. Ten credit score. Yeah, that still doesn't. Fortunately. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help at all. Like mm-hmm. your credit is your credit. Like there's a score requirement. If you're one point less than the score requirement, then you, you don't qualify. And then if you are above it, then that just allows us to evaluate your whole situation and see if you do qualify. And like I said, there's other things that could consider that could be considered that could uh, disqualify. You know, if you have active late payments, active late accounts, like those mm-hmm. things, like aren't going to look good from a lending perspective because if you owe someone else money, and you're late with them. Why would we lend you money if you still owe this person and you're in a negative, mm-hmm. you know, you're in a negative situation with that particular person, right? So all that so stuff our, is looked at. Yeah, our job is to basically um, take a look at all of your income, assets, credit, and evaluate your ability to repay that loan. Absolutely. That's that's ultimately what we're doing. That's what the underwriter is doing. We're making sure that you have the ability. Without putting too much on you, right? Correct. Because we don't want to get into um, a 2000, what, 2005, 2007, Mm 8 time again where, you know, lenders were allowing people to just buy whatever home that they desired and they couldn't really afford Afford the payment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's. That that's kind of what happened back then. Yeah. So now there are laws set in place that says, hey, you need to, as a lender, as a mortgage banker, mortgage loan officer, processor, underwriter, we all as a team are required to make sure that you have the ability to repay that loan. Correct. And I mean, think about it from the perspective of 
you as an individual allowing someone to borrow money. Yeah. For the most part, it's one thing to give money, right? Mm-hmm. We all have given people things that we don't expect to receive, right? Yeah. yeah. Everybody does. But if you're ever in a situation when you allow someone to borrow money, do you who, who do you let borrow money? Typically, you let someone borrow money when you have determined that they have the ability to pay you back. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So you're, if someone came up to you and said, hey, let me borrow $5,000, you're going to look at them like, okay, well, how are you going to pay me back? You're yep. not working. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you always asking me for money. Yep. So that just lets me know that you don't have the money. Exactly. So when you, when you think about it from that perspective, if you're not going to allow someone to borrow money, if you know that they don't have the ability to pay it back, Think about it from a, a mega sense when yeah. you're borrowing 200000 300000 400000 a million dollars from a lender. They want to evaluate everything, and they also want proof of this evaluation yeah. to make sure that you can pay them back. So that's that's basically what we do yeah. in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. So, you know, credit is, is kind of like the the very first step that's the very first avenue that we look at we take a look at your credit report see how often you pay back um, some of your items we take a look at your payment history we take a look at you know how long you've had credit we take a look at your inquiries yep. take a look at the credit mix that's something that we heavily evaluate and then once we determine that okay you have passed that part first then we start to look into, okay, all those other factors like, okay, well, what's your debt to income ratio based on your gross monthly income and the debts that you carry, including this new monthly payment, are you 45% or below? Yeah. We're taking a look at those factors to make sure that you have the ability to repay the loan. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's key. That's key. That was good. That was good. I was going to let you keep going. Look, I had nothing to say. You summed it up pretty well right there. That was that was awesome. I was sitting there looking like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's, I, that's how my buyers to be when I talk to them. Like, oh yeah, uh huh, yeah. Uh huh. Speaking that gospel. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. So now that's that's good information about credit, man. I think, um, you know, and it's funny because I it's one of to me it's it's really weird that um, credit. Everyone has credit, right? Everybody. But everybody has credit, but that's something that's not like taught in schools. No, it's not. It's not taught like even like, period. Like I know my dad told me like, and you know, if it wasn't for him saying it to me, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have taken or taken credit as seriously. But my dad was like, "Hey, son," he was like, "You're," a, he's like, "You're a black man in America," so he was like, "It's going to be tough. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. have a lot of odds already against you just because of how you look." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "You know, if you don't have good credit." He was like, then you just pretty much don't exist. <laughs> and I never forget it. Like, I was like, I, I want to exist, Dad. Like, what are you talking about? I'm about to just walking around just like whatever. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, son, take, he's like, if you tell somebody, he's like, if you tell somebody, I don't care if it's $5 or, like you said, a million dollars. If you tell somebody that you're going to pay them back and you agree to certain, uh, certain terms of paying them back, then do it. Yep. He's like, I don't care if it has to put you in a tight spot for however long. Mm-hmm. He was like, it's always going to pay out on the end if you do that. So that's why I take credit very, very, very seriously. seriously. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was jammed up a little bit in college because I was keeping well, yeah, up with the Joneses, using credit cards, buying sneakers and yeah. all of that when I really didn't have that's that type of money. Yeah, but I knew it was to, important, though. I always yeah. knew it was important. Exactly. And so I made sure once I started making a little bit of money, I paid that stuff immediately. Like, so look, I, I made sure I took so care of it. So for me, my dad didn't ha- he didn't give me that jewel, but the jewel that he dropped on me was well, when I was younger, I would do odds and odd and end stuff. So like, I would cut the grass. I would. I used to. Bra- I, I do braid hair. I'm a braider, but I don't mm-hmm. braid for profit. I just mm-hmm. braid my kids' hair. Mm-hmm. But back then, I would braid, you know, the neighbor's kids' hair or something like that, and earn money, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember he would come to me because, of course, all my money was cash, mm-hmm. and back then. Your parents pretty much used checkbooks. Yeah. At least my parents did. Yeah. And they had checkbooks. There mm-hmm. was no such thing as a debit card. Nah. That he had a credit card. Yeah. And then he had to physically go to the bank to get cash. Yeah. I don't even think ATMs were heavily used back then when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I didn't pay attention to it, but this is what I remember. Okay. Yeah. So there would be times where he would want cash. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he would come to me and be like, hey. Can I borrow $50? And I'll look at him like, 
that's tough. That's like, that's all my money. That's all mine. Yeah, that's all my hard-earned money. Yeah, yeah. Right. So then he he would say, well, I'll pay you interest. And Mm. I'm like, hmm, okay, what's that? Mm. (laughs) He was like, well, I'll... If you if you if you give me fifty dollars, I will give you back fifty five or sixty or whatever you know mm-hmm. whatever we negotiated at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, all I got to do is give you this, and you borrow it on Tuesday till Friday, and you're gonna pay me more than what I gave you, man. I was like, all right. So every like couple weeks, he would come to me and be like, hey. And I borrowed this mm-hmm. and I would give it to him, but then I'll get more at the end. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I learn interest. You know, that's, that's actually so a really when, good principle, man. That's, that's cool. Yeah, so when, when it came time for when I borrowed money mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, this is your interest rate. This, mm-hmm. this is, this is exactly what you, what you're going to pay back. If you borrow this, mm-hmm. it, it was right on. Yeah, like I knew exactly yeah. what they meant. Yeah. Right. It was, it wasn't hard for me to understand that, that as a 18 yeah. year old yeah. i was like oh okay yeah i know yeah. if i borrow this money from you i gotta pay you back a little bit more because i borrowed it from you and have it myself correct so just having those conversations with your kids i think is is key i mean i do it with my kids all the time yeah 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 my kids are, are young i mean i i try to drop some little nuggets here and there so i'm definitely gonna inst- instill that and i'm hoping by the time they get to like you know school like regular school i'm thinking that there should be some type of I would I would think, but I honestly I I, I have a little uh, philosophy behind that because I feel like if they educate a lot of us about credit, then it wouldn't be as much like interest and mishaps because that stuff really gives people jobs like banks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they don't want to tell you everything, you know, as far as like how credit works or there's no classes and stuff like that for it. Because obviously if there is a class for it that explains it to you and there's something that's a requirement, then a lot more people are going to do better. Mm-hmm. Right. But if people do better, then that's less fees and stuff that these banks thrive off of. Cause that's how they're paying their employees. And that's yeah. how their CEOs and executives are making mm-hmm. a lot of money is because they're, they're preying on people not knowing mm-hmm. what that is. You know, and I've always worked in the banking field and I, I get it. I understand oh, it, you yeah, know, I but it's just like at the end of the day, though, I, I, you know, though, that's something that's like, you know, I really feel passionate about because credit really allows you to do a lot of things, it allows you to live a certain way that and it allows you, you know, to pay for things at, at a lot less amount than, you know, someone else, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, credit is very, 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 very important. Very important. Yeah. Very important. And. It's very important to have those conversations with your kids while they're young. They will remember. Trust me. Yeah. They will remember because I remember that. I mean, I, I remember when he, when we had this conversation, I couldn't have been no older than third, fourth grade. Yeah. I mean, I was very young. Yeah. And it, it trickled into my high school years. And then when I got a job and I would, you know, as a as a high schooler, or my friends would be like, hey, let me borrow 20 bucks. I used to be like, okay, you're going to pay me 25 back. <laughs> like, this is how this works. That's like, crazy. You was on it early. That's crazy. Early. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That's cool. Early, early. So it it it, it, it matters. Yeah. yeah. And that mindset, that, that kind of taps into uh you know, yeah. a lot of what we learned at Ninja Selling, you know, kind of, you know, bring that back around, mm-hmm. you know, about your mindset, about how you look at things and how, you know, powerful your mind is, man. Like, it's funny, like we work out and we do things to, you know, strengthen our muscles and all that. Your brain's a muscle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The more information you pour into it, the more you strengthen that muscle, the, you know, the smarter and better you'll be able to make decisions that will put you in better situations moving forward. And so and that one was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it was, was my, out, of, out of the class. That was my biggest takeaway. It starts with your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the so most as important long as part. You can, you know, exercise your mind to think in a different way yeah. and to view things in a different way. Everything else will come natural. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the one of the things I wrote down when we were there um, was uh, the five laws of success um, as defined by the Ninja Selling Group. Um, and the different ones were the law of value, mm-hmm. uh, the law of compensation, the law of influence, Key. the law of authenticity. And the law of receptivity, mm-hmm. and that's that to me. That's key. You know, when you're when you're dealing with folks, man, all of those apply. You know, if you want to be a successful person, you got to have value. You got to be able to compensate. You got to be able to have or provide some type of influence. You got to be your authentic you because people can see if you're being fake a mile away, mm-hmm. right? And then being able to re, you know uh, receive that as well, right? And to be right. able to reproduce that. You know, that's that's important. That's very very key, man. And that's something that um I was like ah oh, man like that's that's 
that's something that I, I was like, okay, I need to work better in some of these areas to really, you know, reach my maximum potential. You mm-hmm. know, so that and was speaking things into existence. I know that we talk yeah. about that, you know, a lot, um, but never do we actually implement that into our daily lives. Yeah. So affirmations. Yeah. 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 Having those yeah. affirmations, and if you want to do something, you actually believing it and speaking it into existence. Oh yeah. So when you speak things into existence, the outcome will happen. Absolutely. So if you negatively say, "Oh, I can't do this," or "I can't do that," or "I can never go there," or "I can never do this," then guess what? You'll never you're not gonna do get it. it. Yeah, you're not gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> because you've already implemented that into your brain, into your mindset. Exactly. So exactly. if you always strive and say, "Okay, yes, I can do it. I can," and then when you get there, you're like, "Dang, I did do it." Correct. You know, and mm-hmm. if you, that mindset is just powerful. I agree. I Very agree. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right, guys. So we got deep there for a second, but we're going to go right into exercise your um, knowledge. Go ahead and give you the answer to that question. So the question at the beginning of the segment was, at one point during the home buying process, do you give your lender the down payment or closing cost if needed, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, that may not apply to everyone, Mm -hmm. but if you are required to come to closing with the down payment or closing costs, when do you give it to the lender? Still a drum roll. All right. So the answer is at settlement or at closing. Correct. Um, a lot of times I'll have, especially like she, uh, Sophia mentioned, first-time home buyers will think that they have to turn that money in immediately when they get on the contract or immediately once we um, get them pre-approved. They right. think that they have to provide those funds at that particular time. Um, but we, we, you know, you don't have to necessarily provide the funds to us or to the settlement company. You do have to show us that you have the ability to provide those funds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, i.e., bank statements or you know, as, whatever Gifts, asset statements. Whatever, yeah, you know. whatever, whatever, wherever your source of those funds are going to come from, mm-hmm. we have to be able to document those at that particular time to pre-approve you. But as far as actually providing those funds, um, you know, it's at closing, right? And so, typically, you know, in the home buying process, once you get a home under contract. You know, you're about 30 days out from when you close. And that's typically how contracts are written, 30 to 45 days out, you know, with the home inspections and appraisals and things of that nature that have to transpire. So um, at closing, it gives you a little bit more time to, you know, you know, get get your coins and everything. If you got if you're pulling money from certain investment accounts or whatever, it gives you some time to to work on doing those things. But at settlement or at closing is the time that you actually have to provide those funds to us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know. You would come to closing with a check made payable to your settlement agent or your attorney. Yeah, and typically it's a cashier's check, so it has to be money that has been accounted for. It can't be like a personal check that you mm-hmm. wrote. Can't be uh, cash. Yeah, it can't be cash. As we we, we talked about <laughs> we that talked before. We talked about that before. Um, you know, but a wire, a like wire you know, yeah, a wire transfer yes. or a cashier's check from the account that yeah verified. Correct from the verified account. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the two main um, sources of payment. Uh, at closing, we see is, is a wire, you know, directly to the settlement company or a cashier's check made out to the settlement company. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want you guys to keep in mind there there are two fees that can be paid or most likely will be paid during the um, home buying process. So yeah. during the process, your lender may ask for you to pay for your credit report fee. That is one fee that they can collect up front. Yeah. Um, it is a part of your closing cost, but it is not your full closing cost. So yeah. Credit report fees can probably range between what, fifteen, twenty bucks to yeah. up to a hundred and yeah. something. Yeah, so it just depends. It just you know that your lender will tell you what their charge is for for credit reports, and then also we can collect the appraisal fee. Yeah. But we won't collect an appraisal fee until you're under contract and you have given the lender the intent to proceed. Absolutely. So those are two fees that can be collected up front. Um, and those are two fees that you may want to account for up front. But the remaining portion of the closing costs in the down payment is typically due at settlement, which you have negotiated in your contract. You actually are the person, you and your agent are the person who provides the lender your close date. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, on on your close date, which was in that purchase agreement, yep, yep. <laughs> is the day that you would come to closing with a check for your down payment of closing costs. Yeah, yep. that's right. All that's right. right. Yeah. So what you got coming up, Sophia? What's going on um, this weekend? 
Well, this morning I was chatting with my neighbor and she invited me to co- go come to downtown Norfolk for homecoming. I guess they're having some type of event down there. Okay. I told her, I said, Let <laughs> me find like, out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, Norfolk State normally puts on, you know, when they do their uh, homecoming, you know, they have normally the city rocking. Um, I know they used to do the all black party. Um, you know, in downtown Norfolk, in one of the hotels down there, one of my boys, he used to DJ the party all the time. Um, then they have the yard as well, where a lot of alumni will come in and it's right near the stadium. And they just like, I mean, it's just a big grassy field and you have this, everybody just kind of like playing it. They'll have the band that'll normally come through, play the band, play the music. Everybody be rocking, DJ be out mm. there. So that joint be fire, man. That'd be real nice, man. I think you'll, uh, you'll really get to enjoy, you know, the HBCU feel. You know, yeah, yeah. So if you check it out, let me know how it goes. Now I'm feeling like a Brian. Oh man! Oh man! That's late. That's late. (laughs) Yeah, nah. They be having stuff in the daytime. I guess if you're looking at going to nighttime, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she invited me to come out like around 8 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably the actual party. Me. We'll see. (laughs) I told her that. I said, you know, we'll see. Because tomorrow we got the wine fest. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty early because I have to prep for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I can go out, yeah, that's fine and dandy, but then I wake up in the morning all tired. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be tired for tomorrow. Yeah. I'm be out there all day. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wine Fest is normally a good time, too. I went last year, um, Brooke and I, and a couple of my buddies that we always hang out with, we all went out there, had a table, and kind of really enjoyed ourselves. Um, the Wine Fest is normally a really, really good social event. I looked at the weather tomorrow. The weather's supposed to be gorgeous tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like high 70s. Um, it's right there in Norfolk as well. So with right. homecoming so going with on, homecoming going on, yeah, wine fest, it's gonna yeah. be gonna be gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. The city gonna be I'm right. a day party type of person. There you okay? go, there you go, there you go. Me too, <laughs> me too, me too. Like I said, yeah, I cut. I normally cut in a little early, so that's gonna <laughs> be right up my alley. Okay, look, you always got to put extra <laughs> emphasis on stuff that I say hey, when it comes you to that. Said it. Yeah, I didn't say I'm just emphasizing. <sighs> It's I got you. directly from you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, and then but nah, besides that, be cool. we got the continuing education today. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to knock out a few hours of that. Yeah. And then, oh, man, Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm hoping to hear some very good news here very soon. My sister, I think I might have mentioned it on a previous episode, but my, my sister, who's the smartest person I know, love her to death, mm-hmm. um, she's <laughs> took the... Uh, you know, she's officially a lawyer because she she graduated from law school, um, but she's now trying to become an attorney. Um, she took the bar back in July and, um, you know, now we're waiting for the results. And she told me that she's supposed to get the results either yesterday or today. And I haven't heard from her. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we hear the good news at some point today. And so I've already got us set up to go to Top Golf on Sunday to kind of celebrate, you know, just the family kind of go out, have a good time and celebrate her. Um, her hard work and her accomplishments that she's had up to this point, man. Um, obviously, I just want to give a to shout her. out to Diamond. Yeah, man, Diamond mm-hmm. Sierra Royster, man. That's my girl. She, uh, like I said, man, just growing up, man, she's always, it's crazy because I was the older brother and she was, you know, younger than me. And she used to always hate it because in school, we we're eight years apart. But like when she would go to like middle school and high school, everybody used to be like, oh, you Brian Royster's little sister. You Brian's little sister. And she used mm. to hate that because nobody would identify her as her own name. It was always like, you Brian's little sister. You Brian's little sister. <laughs> and so that used to get on her nerves. But like I always tell people, man, like that's my girl. Um, I'm so proud of her. Uh, she's just like really the most amazing, well-rounded human being that I know. And uh, I just wish her nothing but the best, man. So I'm hoping to hear some good news. And uh, if we do, we'll definitely celebrate her on Sunday. Well, congratulations, Diamond. Oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. So, um, guys, that's uh, that's pretty much all the time that we have for today. I want you guys to please follow us on our Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram and Facebook is SKB underscore mortgage. Brian's is B Roy Star. Mm-hmm. Um, also, good news, we're available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Samsung, Podchaser, and we should be coming to YouTube here shortly. So yeah. we are working on it. We're trying to get on all platforms for everybody to Absolutely. Hear. You can start <laughs> so seeing tell our your f- friends. Yeah. You know, definitely shoot them a link. Uh-huh. Um, I've looked it up. These these different um, podcast platforms are definitely um, – uh, they have our podcast on there. So yeah, we already got some downloads, yeah. people listening us, checking us out. So yes. I'm already so getting, definitely. already tell getting a friend. some. Yeah, tell, tell a friend. everybody who's listening, tell two friends. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So. Tell two friends. I'm pretty sure that um, they'll definitely enjoy um, the podcast. So yeah. 
going straight into the quote of the day. Um, this particular quote we got from Ninja Selling, and like we said before, that training was just so inspirational. It was definitely something that I feel like I can implement in my life. And even if I don't implement everything, my biggest takeaway was the change in your mindset. And so there were a couple of quotes that were um, given to us throughout the process, and one of them really stood out to me. And so I'm going to go ahead and let Brian take it away. Hold on, it stood out to you, right? You go ahead. It stood and, out you, to me. You go ahead and go ahead and go ahead and go go ahead right. and go with it. Go ahead. So the quote of the day for today is: People do not decide their futures; they decide their habits, and their habits decide their future. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. That's true, though. Very true. That's true. Very true. Yeah. So I like I like that quote. That uh, you know, your habits, your decisions. Like I said, I'm I'm very big on decision making. Like just understanding, like, hey, the decision I make now, you know, can affect me for five, ten, fifteen, maybe my whole lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So just being very intentional with your decisions that you make, um, you know, and the people that you're around as well, you know, because they didn't. Another thing they mentioned there was like, you know, you are the sum of the five people. Um, you know, that you hang around, that you talk to the most consistently, mm-hmm. you know. So you're trying to, you know, I know a lot of times, like, try to hold on to those friends and, and people that we grew up with and had all that history with. But if they're not, not really. not saying, like, just drop them off. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> not saying drop them off. But just, as far but, as the amount of people you spent, as far as yeah, spending time exactly. with folks, yeah, you want to pour into people that are going to be pouring back into, into you, you and adding value, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, I kind of had to, you know, really look at that and evaluate that because I was like, I, a lot of, some of my buddies I grew up with, all we talked about is what used to happen, right? Mm-hmm. We were never talking about, like, you know, now. now what's going on, things that we're looking to try to do. Or you know. if you are talking about now, you you get into this situation where you're not talking about now and how you can get better. It's all about now and other people's BS. Correct. Yeah, other people's you know? business so, and gossipy yeah, and all that, that stuff. That's yeah. not something that you... If you're looking to grow, if you're looking to change your mindset, if you're looking to build generational wealth, I mean, those conversations are useless. Yeah, They're fun every now and again. Don't get me wrong. Everybody like to gossip. Everybody want to know about Tanisha from back in in the day. Oh, man, you you see her? Yeah, I see her. I ran to her at the store. Yeah, Right. She looking crazy. Everybody everybody needs that every now and again, but you can't let that be your everyday life. You can't let that be something that consumes you yeah absolutely yeah yeah no nah, i'm big on that like i said i had to really take heed of that myself because mm-hmm. i found myself wanting to achieve certain things and i just knew that i wasn't going to be able to achieve certain things having the conversations daily that i was having and being around the people daily that i was around mm-hmm. you know so you just had to kind of evaluate what's going on around you and put you in better situations that hey i could still kick it with my boys and you know and people i grew up with but you know, that's going to be, you know, few and far between. I mean, I got some other things I'm trying to accomplish, and it's going to require my full attention and my full in- intentional decision-making. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right, guys. So thank you for uh, listening to our podcast, and we will see you next week. See you next week.